Before we begin, I would like to outline that I bring you this tale in the strictest confidence, dear listener. It's something that's weighed heavily on my heart for some time. And hopefully, by sharing my story, I can warn others to prevent this from happening again. No one should have to experience such frenzy and panic and fear. But I'm getting ahead of myself. It was a Tuesday morning, I think, in late October. The crunchy leaves peppered the landscape in autumnal fringes, and the air was thin and unforgiving. Definitely a two-layer job, I thought and I was half-tempted to wear football socks that morning and tape them around my knees, but then I wouldn't feel the benefit once I got inside. Not quite cold enough for the big coat, though. One day. It was an early start that morning, and a big day ahead. Lots of meetings, paperwork to file. I'd be lucky if I got to sit down before ten o'clock. Of course, my job would be a lot easier if my co-workers actually spoke to me. Although, I can see how that could be difficult, considering they don't have faces. I clock in, day in, day out, and they just stand ominously watching me scramble around, keeping the office running. <laughs> I, uh, I think they're watching, anyway. But I suppose we all feel that way, don't we? I do prefer to keep my work life and private life separate, but the night before I kept receiving the most irritating phone calls from a withheld number. Three or four times they rang, not saying a word, but just breathing heavily down the phone. I'm sure I could hear some scratching in the background, like someone was in pain. Thank goodness for block this caller, eh? Needless to say, I was groggy that morning. My cupboards were bare, and it looked as though some ravenous, hungry creature had laid waste to my kitchen, spilling any boxes or bottles I had left. The only thing I had to go off was an ominous message written on the wall. It read, Get out. It looked to be written in blood. I mean, show some consideration. I'd forgotten about that, actually. Must be because of Mr. Muscle on the way home. Where was I? Ah, yes, breakfast. I somehow got the impression that I should leave pretty sharpish. So I decided to get breakfast on the go. I know. Bear with me. I've seen people do it plenty of times. I'll have the fruit at the bus stop, the main on the bus, and I'll save the rest for later. There's something to look forward to. Ah, Pesco. Other convenience stores are available. Like a welcome relative or humble pooch, it offers a cool down in the harshest of summers and a comfy warmth when winter takes over. It knows what you want, when you want it, and if you're lucky, you might save a penny farthing on the three-pound meal deal. My usual walk to Tesco is brisk and uneventful, but of course it was this morning, of all mornings, that a murderous clown decided to appear under a flickering streetlight. There he stood, giggling away, shouting my name, and telling me to come play with him. I tried to walk past, I really did but I could hear his shoes gathering speed behind me, and the revving of his chainsaw was quite unnerving. He chose the wrong man to mess with. I turned to give him what for, but he had completely vanished. Just this balloon hovering where he stood. Some people just have nothing better to do. 
I shot through the electric doors before they could even beat me. Passing the screaming employees as they were dragged into the back by a tentacled beast, I planted myself squarely in front of the undiscovered country. The pastry counter. Like Eve and Eden's forbidden fruit, I have always looked, but never touched. But this morning I had breakfast money burning a hole in my pocket, and I wanted to treat myself. How foolish I was. This is the point in our story, dear listener, that I must give warning. When faced with such a disorientating, dizzying experience, the brain reverts back to its primal fight-or-flight instincts. I'm not proud of what happened, and honestly I don't remember a lot of it, but I must press on, if only for you to learn that evil takes many forms. It all seemed so simple at the time. A cinnamon swirl, crisp and creamy. What could possibly go wrong? I reached forth and took my cinnamon swirl, but between clutching it with the metal tongs and pulling it to the bag, something happened. Did my grasp slip? Was I overtired? Confused? Before I knew it, my breakfast treat was on its way to the floor, and seconds later, it met the tiles. I panicked. Looking left and right for disgraced and disappointed stares from the local employees, the crumbs were everywhere. They reached from the cereal aisle all the way to the semi-skimmed milk. The pastry itself looked at me for reason. With its last breath, it begged to know what it had done to deserve this fate. But alas, I was alone. Although my feet were frozen to the ground and my body stiff, I managed to lunge forward, then back, craning my neck around the shells for witnesses, but the shop was empty. Just me, the pastry, and the blood-splattered uniforms of the employees who were here just moments before. I saw my chance. I swooped down like a mighty falcon to catch my sweet prey, but in a final act of defiance it seemed to hop and dodge away from the tongs. Beads of sweat were forming. My hands shook. The sugary coating on my meal was making for the hardest day's work these standard-issue tongs had ever seen. With a strategic manoeuvre involving much curling of toes and gritting of teeth, I scooped up the tasty scoundrel and slid the cinnamon swirl to the back of the rack, far away from the world. I planted my feet and tightened my grip for my second trial, planting the new pastry into its appropriate bag with minimal effort child's play. I put the nasty business behind me and strut off to the tills to exchange my brass, my heels crunching on the trail of crumbs as I left the scene of my crime. It was done. I survived. And now you know my tale. My soul is unburdened at last. I am a free spirit once more. I'd like to conclude with some apologies, if I may. I apologise to the staff of my local Tesco, who, if any of them survive, will have the weighted task of cleaning up those crumbs. I apologise to the potential buyer of that pastry, who will suffer a stale and tasteless meal. But most of all, I apologise to that humble cinnamon roll, who asked nothing of this world, and was treated so foul I leave you with a parting thought, as I came to pay 
the last thing the gelatinous creature posing itself as a cashier asked me was, Do you need a bag? No, I thought. I'd already taken enough from them that day.